Welcome to The Word at Connect. We're so glad you've joined us, whether you're watching online or on Facebook Live or YouTube. We're just glad that you're here. And it's a privilege for me to be with you today and to bring the word. I'm so excited about it. I'm passionate about this topic. And um, for those of you who might not know me, I am Pastor Stacy. I am Derek's wife. I do claim that I am also Pastor Devin's mom, so that is, you know, something special. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm excited to be able to give this encouragement and reminder to you today. Maybe a little challenge for some of you who have been on um, a spiritual journey for a long time. I want to challenge you to, we're going to take the next step today. And it's all about, the topic today is all about vision. I've entitled my message, Clear View. Because here's what we do is once a year at Connect, we do a Vision Sunday where we tell the whole church about what the church is doing, whether it's local, statewide, nation, like literally worldwide. And so, but we also, just as important, we wanna let you know that you have a vision for your life and what you need to be doing. And so if, if you were to just define vision, simply defined, it's called, it says, that is the ability to see clearly. Well, here's what's interesting. In, in this day and age in our world, when there's so much confusion and um, uncertainty and instability, God's vision for your life brings certainty and clarity and stability. And how many of you know we need that? You can type that in the chat. Bring us some stability in Jesus' name. But his vision for our life gives us a clear view. So Proverbs 29, 18, many of you probably know this verse, but the verse that we know says, um, where there is no vision, the people perish. Yes, some of you finished my sentence. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But listen to this version, the, the, the message version. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. That's where another version says they cast off restraint or maybe they live poorly. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So just in the last couple of months, both my mother and my mother-in-law had cataract surgery. So for those of you who don't know what a cataract is, it's like a film that slowly develops over time in your eyes and it causes dim or blurred vision. You don't even know what's happening over time. It's kind of like a slow boil. And what happened is they both had surgery and they both felt the same way. They both had the same results, which was awesome, which I'll get to. But they both said, gosh, I'm so nervous because this is my vision. Like, what if something goes wrong? This is my vision. This is my life. And it's how it is in our spiritual life as well. The vision for your life can affect everything. And they both said this for the results of their surgery was both successful. But they said from one moment to the next, it was literally like they were sitting in a dark room and someone turned on the light because the, the cataract, the film was removed. And that's what we want for your life. We want to remove any kind of film that would cause blurred vision for your life and give you clarity of vision. And that's what our church does. Our church vision is that we exist to connect the disconnected, right? We exist to connect the disconnected. Well, now our purpose, that's our vision statement, but our purpose is that we want to take you on a life-changing spiritual journey. And on that journey, we want you to find vision for your life because if you don't have a clear vision, you'll think you can, you'll cast off restraint. You'll live however you want to. But it's so important that you know the vision for your life. And you need, some of you need a reminder today, 
But some of you might not know that you have a vision and a purpose for your life that God has for you. And that's what we wanna help you do. We wanna help you take the next step in your life-changing spiritual journey. Now, all throughout the Bible, God shows us that there are four steps in your spiritual journey. So he wants you to be in relationship with him, and then he wants you to settle the issues of your past. Then he wants you to discover what life is all about so that you can, number four, make an eternal difference by doing something in someone else's life and make that eternal difference. So those four things have become our strategy here at Connect of taking people on a life-changing spiritual journey. So we've boiled it down to four steps and we label them, we want, to, we want people to know God, to find freedom, discover your purpose, and to make a difference. We call it our next steps because it's your next step. <laughs> That's what we want for you. But it all hinges on the very first step and that is to know God. That's not just to know God in your head or know that there is a God, it's to know him in your heart. It's to have a relationship with God, not just to follow a rule, like rule-based religion. That's not what we're about. We're about having a relationship with Jesus Christ and to know God. And a real relationship with God empowers all the other steps. And we'll get to those in a minute, but Connect Church is all about making sure that people are introduced to Jesus Christ so that they can know God. Because look at Acts 4.12. It says this, Salvation comes no other way, no other name has been given or will be given by, to, to us by which can, men can be saved. And that is Jesus, the name of Jesus. Jesus says himself in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that's how we point people to know God is through his son, Jesus, and what he did for them, on, what he did for each one of you on the cross. We will do everything short of sin to get people to know God here at Connect Church. That's what we want to tell them. We want to tell them what God did for them. He sent his son so that they didn't have to pay for their sins. That's the good news that we want to share with people. And the way we do that, that's why we have outreaches. That's why we, you know, a lot of times people are more comfortable to take your hand before they'll listen to your heart. So we wanna give them a hand. If they're in need, we wanna help them. If they need a backpack, we're gonna do a backpack outreach. If they need gas, we're gonna give them gas cards and give them shell, you know? If, if That's why we're building campuses in different areas because the people in Framingham and Natick get to know God because we have a campus over there now. The Tri-Valley area in Bellingham, Franklin, Milford, they need to know God and so we're building a campus over there. The people, I keep telling my husband, the people of Aruba need to know Jesus and I have volunteered as tribute to be the campus pastor. I already have a launch team. We're just waiting on the word. <laughs> That's a joke for those of you who don't know. We are not, I'm not gonna go to Aruba, I can't. I can't leave my husband here and you know, go to Aruba for the people to know Jesus. But we would if we could. But that's why we do, why my husband is training people in Pakistan, training leaders and pastors in Pakistan because the people of Pakistan and in the, all in that area need to know Jesus. Can I get an amen? Pray for Pakistan and Afghanistan, all that's going on there. We're praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I would, I would venture to say we know nothing about sacrifice when you look at what the people of those countries have to go through to know God and to find freedom. So 
that's a whole different story, but we want to reach people at every level to know God. And everything we do points people to connect with God through a relationship with his son. That's why we do what we do on a Sunday morning even. So have you ever thought about, you know, why do we, why do we turn the lights down? Why is it dark when we're praising and worshiping? You know, that's not for the spiritually mature believers because if, you're, if you've you know, been a Christian for a long time or you've given your life to Christ, you, you should be able to connect with God in broad daylight, right? Okay, but think about the people who are disconnected. Because again, we're trying to get in the disconnected people. And this might be the first time that they've come into a setting like this. So we're trying to dim the lights so that they can have at least some kind of privacy in a public setting to have an intimate experience with Jesus Christ. And that's what we do. That's why we do what we do is so that people can be pointed to Jesus Christ. And if you've given your life to Christ and you have a relationship with him and you know God, then you can move to the second step, and that is to find freedom. Type that in the chat, not if you're driving though, but type it in the chat, find freedom. I wanna find freedom. And this is freedom from your like past hurts and hangups and bad habits and the things that just uh, delay us and cause us, to, um, cause us to be delayed in our spiritual journey. But when you give your life to Christ, that's salvation. Salvation happens in an instant. It happens in a moment. What happens when you, um, the, the Bible says, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So that's moments, a momentary um, situation there. It happens right then and there. Your sins are forgiven. Your name is written in the land's book of life. Your eternity is sealed and it's awesome. But then there's a process called sanctification. And that's just a fancy name for being made pure or holy. Okay, so sanctification happens over a, a process. That's the finding freedom part of things. It happens over a process. And if you look at Philippians 1.6, this is how God heals the broken places in our lives and makes us whole. That's that sanctification or the finding freedom process. Philippians 1.6 says, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day Jesus Christ returns. Now it's somewhat discouraging because that means that until Jesus comes back, we are all a work in progress. <laughs> we, will, we will never arrive. We're all a work in progress. Um, but it's encouraging knowing that he's constantly working on us and for us. We're, so we're saved in that moment, but Philippians 2 verses 12 and 13, it says that we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So we have to work out and work on our freedom over our lifetime. It's, it's even though we're saved, we still have to go through that process. Um, and God can deliver you from many things in a moment, but a lot of things we have a part to play in it. We have to work it out with fear and trembling. But the primary way that we help people find their freedom is through small groups. Okay, can I say this, there cannot be enough emphasis on small groups. Where, this is where you find your support and your, your group, you find your tribe. And it's so important because here's, here's what the Bible says about basically small groups or people having a relationship together. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So for forgiveness, we go to God. But if we want healing, we go to God's people. 
Look at James 5.16. It says, confess your sins one to another so that you can be healed. That's so important. You want to be healed from your sins, not just forgiven. I want to be, I don't want to have my sins of the past in my day-to-day, you know, doings. I want to be healed from that. And that's how we get healing is talking to God's people. We go to God for forgiveness and we go to God's people for healing. So this is why we say that real life change happens in the context of relationship. Real life change, I'm going to say it again, real life change happens in the context of relationship. And I would venture to say the the opposite is true. Like real life change happens when you're not in relationship and it's not change for the better. So think about this past year. You know, what we've all been through, we, we were isolated, especially the first six months, we were isolated, we couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. It took its toll on people. Like, you know, suicide rates were up, addiction rates went skyrocketing. People were by themselves, and even some of the introverts that I know, they were like, it was a tough year. I realized I do need people here and there. So, but God, we were not meant to do life alone. God created us to be in relationship with other people. And that's why people were just not okay. And I want to, I just, I want to be this, the mom of the house for a minute and just encourage you that if you have not been back to church, I want to encourage you to get back to church. Now I know, hold on, don't just drop your rocks here. I know that there are some people out there who cannot come to church and we agree. I want to just give a shout out to Glenn and Sherry Rigby. We love y'all. Louise Ryan, we love you. We see you. We know that you would be here. We know that you would be telling everybody, get to church if you can. But there's some people that shouldn't get to church or shouldn't get out in public, and we want you to stay healthy. So this is not about you people, okay? But there are some of you who you don't have a really good reason for staying at home. It's not a health issue. It's maybe just a little bit of um, fear about what could happen. Totally understand. But there's a pocket of you that's just, you're complacent. For those of you who don't know what that means, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be the mom of the house. Don't be lazy. Don't just, you've gotten used to just being home. That's not what God's best for you is. The Bible tells us to not forsake the assembling of the saints, okay? This is where the life change can happen for you because we've seen it happen over and over again in so many people's lives. And this is where my mom heart comes in, my husband's father heart comes in, is we want to protect you. Because think about this. In the animal kingdom, go with me. I'm not calling you animals, but just go with me. In the animal kingdom, if there is a lion or a cheetah and they're on the Serengeti Plains and they're hungry for a meal, they start hunting, okay? They're looking for those herds of gazelles or antelope, whatever they're hunting, okay? And they watch and they're being, they're preying on, you know, this herd, but what are they looking for? They're looking for the ones that are on the periphery. They're looking for the ones that are scattered away from the herd because they know that once they start chasing, the herd's going to start moving. And some of these over here, they don't even know that they're being preyed upon. And I don't mean P-R-A-Y. I mean, they're being preyed upon like hunted. They don't even know it because they're by themselves. That's how our enemy works. He wants to get those who are stragglers, who are by themselves, who are not connected, who are not in the safety of the herd. So I'm encouraging you, if, it's, if you don't have a good health reason, you need to get back 
connected to the body of Christ, okay? And here's, here's what I'm gonna give you some options. If you're not comfortable coming back to the Ashland campus packed house, that's okay, I have options for you, okay? You can go to the Framingham campus. You can have a whole row to yourself. You can physically distance, you can wear your mask, and you can be okay. If you're, like you can sign up for the Tri-Valley launch team. They're gonna be meeting in the um, Bellingham Regal Cinemas, plenty of space there. Wear your mask, have plenty of space, socially distance, get connected there. Or if you can't do any of those things, that's where you're not comfortable, you can sign up for a small group with eight to 10 people. You can be in someone's home, physically distance, wear your mask, whatever you need to do, get connected because we don't want you being a straggler and getting picked off by the enemy because we've seen it over and over again. And it's, it's something that when you find your tribe, you can get in that small group and you can find freedom in that small group. Too many people have things that be, they've been dealing with and they're dealing with it by themselves. Your small group is the ones who um, rally around you in the trials and tribulations and they laugh with you when you're going through some celebrations. So make sure you sign up for a small group. Let me just, let me finish this part with this. Our own daughter, our oldest daughter, lives in Alabama. She goes to Church of the Highlands where they have literally tens of thousands of people and they have thousands of small groups, thousands of small groups, okay? So this is what she did. One time, uh, just in this, this past summer, then in July, I was down there and we decided to go to a different campus that she hadn't been to. Well, pre-pandemic, she had been to this small group and then she came into a, a huge trial in her life and then pandemic hit. Okay, so then we go, we walk into this, um, the campus that we hadn't been to and we're not even up the stairs and she sees somebody that was in that small group. And they're like, Mallory, how have you been? We're so glad to see you. You know, what can we do for you? We know what you're going through. We know that you're struggling. You know, you're having some situations. What can we do for you? Um, we go a little bit further. She sees somebody else that was in her small group. They're like, let me pray for you. They prayed for me, right? Or prayed for us right there. Um, then we go a little further. We see somebody else and she's like, oh my gosh, we have this for Hudson. We have this for, th it was literally, I was like, the Lord was screaming, here's your campus, Mallory, come to this campus. But that was all because she was in a small group. Do you understand that you can't come to a Sunday morning and find your tribe when you only have a few minutes to talk to people. You get in a small group and you find your tribe, the people that will hold you up, um, you know, lift up your arms, be with you. It's so important. And that is how real life changed in the context of relationship. Can I get an amen? Now, if you're not sure where you want to go um, or what small group you want to attend, get into a freedom group. Everybody needs a freedom group because though, we just all need freedom. And because again, it's a process, you might need a freedom group every few years. <laughs> it's, it's a good habit to, to, to get in. Um, so that's how we, we, first of all, our first step is to know God. Secondly, we find freedom. But then the third step, this is where it gets really personal and really individualized and unique, is this is to discover your purpose. Now, this is critical, not just for what God wants to do um, through you, but what he wants to do for you and for the, your own fulfillment. So Ephesians 2.10 says this, that you are God's masterpiece, that we were created anew in Christ Jesus so that we could do the good works that God planned for us long ago. Now, what's interesting is that that means that he had a purpose 
for each one of us. And then he built us. He created us in his image with specific gifts and talents that would accomplish the purpose that he had for us. So many times I think people think, well, God created me. And then he was like, well, what am I going to do with Stacy? What if, <laughs> she's got this kind of stuff. I, what, let's, hmm, what can we do with her? That's not how it worked. He had a purpose for me. And then he created me with all my gifts and talents and sprinkled me with a little bit of awesomeness. And then he said, that's what Stacy's going to do. That's her purpose. It's the same thing for like when you see people walking in their calling, it's literally like they're, it's just joy on earth watching somebody walking in their purpose and using their gifts and talents when they've discovered their purpose. For instance, many of you, many of you might know David Pisania, worship leader here. Okay, the boy says yes to any time he is asked to lead worship. Wherever it is, it could be um, 508, CY, uh, you know, CLA, Sunday morning services, small groups. He could be asked in the toddler treehouse downstairs to lead worship, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually have to tell him sometimes, hey, slow down. You don't want to burn out, you know. But that's his gift. It's his passion. It's his purpose. And when he's walking in it, he's so fulfilled. Like, it's literally, he, he, he just, he can't even take it. He's so fulfilled with joy. And that's what real joy comes from is walking in your purpose. So one of my favorite things um, as a, a principal at Metro West Christian Academy is doing teacher observations because I get to walk into a classroom. I sit in the back and I watch the teacher do just do her thing. And it is incredible. Like the, the teacher's excited, she's full of joy, she's smiling, the students are literally on the edge of their seat, they're having so much fun, and that's, it's exactly that. It's like watching people walk in their purpose and calling is, makes life so much better. Because when you know your purpose, you're not as focused on your problems. Can I, can I hear you, I mean, do I hear you saying amen to that? When you know your purpose, the light and momentary problems of this world don't have the same effect and don't have the same weight as they do when you're not walking in your purpose and your calling. And you might not know what your purpose is, but that's what we wanna do is to help you through, to find that purpose. And that's, our, our step three is called discover your purpose. That's what we want to do is we want to help you discover your purpose. And our Next Steps classes are in person at each campus every week. And it's also online. So for more information, you can look there online um, to, to sign up for our Next Steps so that you can know God, find freedom, and discover your purpose. Because what we want to do is we want you to discover your purpose so that then you can make an eternal difference in someone's life. And like I mentioned before, it's just so exciting. Here's, so my grandsons are three years old. Two of my grandsons are three and they're all about the Avengers right now. So Hudson loves Hulk. He's always Hulk. And um, Zion is most of the time Thor. He likes to switch it up. He likes Thor, Spider-Man, Batman. But here's the thing. Hudson loves to do the Hulk smash and he'll be like, you know, and then he runs into you and like smashes you. Well, Ezzy, our little Ezra, is 10 months, and he's actually getting into the Hulk smash too. So he balls up his fist and he goes, Ugh, and he shakes and everything. So 
but that's literally what it's like when you're walking in your purpose and you're, you've helped people. It's like, you just want to rip off your shirt and like, ugh, you know, have your big Superman S right there. You know, it's like a Hulk smash when you're walking in your calling and then it in turn helps somebody else get set free. Ah, it's awesome. It's like the angels are singing, the heavens open up and it's glorious. And that's what we want, we want for you. But you may be thinking, you know, well, Stacey, of course you're doing that. You're, you're in ministry, you know, you and your family, you're in ministry. Of course you're doing that every day and making a difference in people's lives. But here's, here's the deal is that we didn't start out doing it every day. It's like we did it a little bit here and there using our gift. And you know what? It's addicting when you see people that have, that something in you has been able to set them free. It's, it's pure joy when I am using my gifts and helping somebody else in the process. Because here's real life, a real joy does not happen with the world's vision of how things happen. Like the world's vision for, for everyone is to know me, myself, and I. It, secondly, it's to, you know, um, find fame. I want to be famous. What's funny is that um, a couple of my children had said that in the early years is, you know, I want to be famous. And I was like, son, you don't have the character to be famous. <laughs> but, you know, God love him. He's famous in his own right now. But back in those days, I was like, no, 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 we're not going to be famous because that's the world's vision. And so for the third step in the world's vision is to discover a platform. They want to discover the platform. What am I all about? So that, number four, they can make a dime, be all about the money. But that's all about material possessions. And that is not real joy. Real joy comes from making a difference in people's lives. And it is so important that you are able to do that for someone else because it is life-changing for you and so fulfilling. You will never be the same once you've done that. So take, for instance, my husband. Okay, most of you know he's like, you know, into health and fitness. Now, when we say into health and fitness, he's a little bit over the top. All right, he's a little uh, health guru, health nut, you know. It's, I mean, the man works out seven days a week. Like, like look at him. He's already got his glorified body here on earth. Like, he's, he is the Hulk. <laughs> um, he has like a pharmacy in our cabinet, and he's got like 63 bottles of all these homeopathic, all natural supplements and, you know, um, Everything nutrition-wise that you, you would need, we have it. He has it. And he's, you know, sometimes it's all about, okay, we're cutting and now we're shredding and now we're going to bulk and now we're building protein and now we're going to, you know, build muscle and we're going to do all this. And it's literally the latest and greatest. I'm, I'm, you, sometimes I'm just like sitting here eating my Ben and Jerry's, watching him like, oh my gosh, you're so over the top. He's over the top. But here's the deal. I could look at him while I'm eating my Ben and Jerry's and go, you're so over the top. I'm just going to sit here and eat my Ben and Jerry's for the rest of my life. I could do that. I would like to, but I'm not going to because I can, I could just say you're over the top. I'm not doing any of that. That's crazy. No, that's crazy for me to think that just because somebody else is over the top doesn't mean I shouldn't do anything. I just need to literally take my one a day vitamin. I need to work out three times a week. That would be a good step. Like that's my next step is just to do one thing that's right for me. I don't have to be over the top, but I promise you, like I said before, is when you start doing these things, walking in your purpose, making a difference in someone's life, it's life changing for you and you want to do it all the time. It is, it's 
so important for other people to be able to find their freedom or to be able to um, change their life because of something that you have and a gift and talent that you have. Because if you're just sitting on your gift and talent, what if your gift and talent and your purpose in life is the key to somebody else's freedom and you're just not using it? That's not helpful for the kingdom of God, for the people around you. Use your gifts and your talents for God's purpose and his vision for your life so that you can set other people free. Look at John 15 verses 8 and 11. And this is all about why it's important to make an eternal difference. PD spoke about last week just having an eternal perspective. If we have that in mind, it changes our focus. We focus on... um, walking in our purpose and calling, not our light and momentary troubles. But John 15 verses 8 and 11 says this, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I've told you this so that my joy be in you and that your joy may be complete. Because God understands that when we're walking in the vision that he has, he has set for us, that we, have, we find fulfillment, we find the joy. And we, um, it, it, it gives us direction for our everyday lives. So I want to just encourage you to, if, that if you don't know what your purpose is, to take our Next Steps classes so that you can discover your purpose and then get plugged in, get plugged in and get in the game. Allow us the opportunity to help you make an eternal difference in someone's life. Um, if you haven't taken the first step of knowing God in this whole life-changing spiritual journey, I'm gonna give you that opportunity in just a minute because that, again, that's the most important step. That's what you need to be able to walk through the other three steps. And we want you to know, we want you to grow in your faith. We want you to um, be able to use your gifts and talents and allow us that, please allow us that opportunity. We would love to be able to do that for you. Wherever you are, if you are um, sitting at home, driving in your car, um, you may be listening to this um, in your bathroom. Who knows? It doesn't matter where you are, but we wanna give you that opportunity right now to know God because God loved you so much that he sent his son for you so that you didn't have to pay for your sins. And I'll tell you this, If there's anything that we've learned from this year, it is that life and tomorrow is not guaranteed to us. It's not guaranteed. We need to know God now. Today is the day. Right now is the time to know God so that you can be with Him in eternity, for all eternity, so that you can be with Him in heaven when you leave this earth. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation, and we don't want you to wait. I want to encourage you that you can click the banner below that has um, a raising hand. You can raise your hand to give your life to Christ. And some of you might need to be reconnected to God. We want to do that for you as well. You can click that same hand raise. But here's the thing. What I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you, but it's not the prayer that saves you. It's actually the fact that the Bible says that if you believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And so I'm going to pray for you, but you need to know that just visibly like and physically, go ahead and raise your hand. You can click the banner as you're online, you're watching, but wherever you are, just raise your hand and say, Lord, I need you. I know I need you. I need a savior. And you can repeat after me. I need to know you because I need a savior. 
I need you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me, Lord. I believe that you were risen from the dead and I can walk in freedom. I can discover my purpose and use it to help other people come to know you. I wanna point people to know God and it's through your son, Jesus. I wanna know Jesus. And I, I, I'm just gonna pray for you, <coughs> excuse me. I ask you, Lord, that you would just help each person that just made that decision. You would forgive them and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. I pray, Lord, that you would give them a clear vision for their life, that, that you would help them walk in their purpose so they could be the key to setting other people free. I thank you, Lord, that you've brought each person here to watch with us today. And I ask you, Lord, that wherever they're at, that you would meet them and that you would touch them so that they would have a clear view for their life purpose and to be able to walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just gave your life to Christ, we want you to text CC Saved to 97000. That's CC Saved to 97000. And we want to just send you the a book called what's next and it's all about your next steps and we don't we don't need you to be over the top we just want you to take the next steps so we're so glad that you've joined us today i pray that your um, life has been changed today that you have a new vision and a new um, a renewed vision for your life to understand that you can walk in your purpose and in the process find freedom and be able to make an eternal difference for other people we love you. We hope to see you in person soon, as soon as possible. And if not in person at a campus, we hope to see you in a small group nearby. God bless you all. We love you.